there we go. We're on. We're on. Good. So, welcome everybody to Sunday, the 18th of October, and the latest edition of the Estate Agents Podcast with Mr. Luke Sinclair. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Good. Um, Andy, we wish you well, um, but we won't tell everybody why you're not here today. Um, but thank, but thank you, um, yeah. and wish and wish you well. I hope everything goes well. Um, morning, and maybe that's you then, or maybe that's Luke. I don't know. It's no. magic. No, that must be Andy saying morning, gents. That's not me. <laughs> morning, Pete Mallon. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Jim Parker. Thank you. How was your live yesterday? How did that go um, with Richard? Um, so we've got some breaking news that we're going to share with you. And it's all down to James Sykes. Yeah. So, do you know who James Sykes is? I've got no idea. Well, we're very, we're very grateful, James. So James sent us um, an email yesterday um, through to our page saying um, he absolutely loves the show, loves the podcast, which we're incredibly grateful for. Um, but he said he hasn't heard, he hasn't been able to hear the audible listening in his car. Yeah. So um, obviously um, we had to change that. And of course, guess what happened? Your wish is our command. And Luke has yeah. managed to sort it all out. We did it. And if everyone's probably podcast feed just went berserk <laughs> um, this morning with, with about uh, 12 different podcasts uh, coming on. So, uh, so apologies for not putting it out on that medium. Uh, but going forward... Um, we appreciate that people do want to listen in the car on their way to work during appointments. Um, maybe even if, even if it's to get them off to sleep at night, you never know. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to share this. I was listening to a rival podcast. A rival? Is, does it have pink in any colour? I'm not going to name names, but I was listening to a rival podcast, and um, it was in the afternoon. And it did send, and it did, it did send me to sleep. Yeah, there you go. So we have got, and I woke up at the end thinking I've got, <laughs> to, I've got to listen to this again. What have I missed? Um, hello, Andy Overman. Morning, gents. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm I'm on my own in a waiting room in the hospital at the moment, so I'm uh, okay to do this. But if anybody comes, then I'll um I'll have to go. Okay, great. So um, how's your week been, Andy? Fantastic, thank you. And yours? Good. Um, I had not. I had nightmares this week, so um, I was doing a presentation on um, Thursday to fifty agents on sales progression. And you know how I'm a fan of not of powerpoints. Um, I had to put, or I had some great help putting the power presentation together. But I had a dream the night before that it just went wrong, full stop. It was um, so I didn't sleep that night. So I got on. I I dreamt that I got onto the um, the Zoom meeting fifteen minutes before, and I couldn't get it to work. And I was like absolutely panicking. And Sam was helping me. And then ten minutes after, it still hadn't got on, so I just gave up. And then I went into their office, and somebody else was delivering the um, the seminar, and everybody blanked me. So that was my nightmare dream. Fortunately, it didn't turn out like that, and um, it went well. So yeah. thank, thanks, thankfully, dreams didn't come true in that in that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was a quick cameo appearance. Well, he, he, he must have uh, must have been called called earlier. So, um, but what, I just popped a question in the chat just to see what how people are finding business activities um, at the minute um in terms of in inquiries uh maybe portal inquiries valuation inquiries uh what are your levels of valves like uh what what's the kind of the temperature of the um buyers uh, out there so if maybe people could pop a message on um then then that'd be great another discussion point good morning to mr adams good morning to anton good this is Aaron as well yeah, and morning, Sharon, um, the princess here. So that was a, a fantastic story. I had um, Gail Audley um, as one of my lunchtime learning guests, 
on um, Thursday and uh, she was lovely she put on a crown um because i won the uh, won, a, won an award which was lovely and then um sharon carter came on to say well she didn't want to wear a crown she wanted to wear a tiara so on friday she went to work with her tiara on <laughs> and um if you look at, her, at sharon's facebook page absolutely fantastic all the comments is brilliant yeah. sharon. absolute absolutely love it um so nice anton what's happening in tamworth sharon what's happening in west beach jim what's happening in the five market um and everybody um go on to jim parker um have a look tomorrow josh quigley on his show um at eight o'clock talking about his journey and breaking the world record for cycling fantastic morning mr adams how are you pete um where are you based please just give us an idea so up in Scotland, five, still going strong. Typical slowdown as viewing's done weekend to weekend rather than day to day because it gets darker at night. Thanks, Jim. Katie, thanks for joining us. What's happening down in your lovely part of the world as well? Give us an idea. Um, Bolton, thanks, Pete. So um, how's, the, how's the market in? Oh, very busy overall. It's good to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Luke, how's it in Leicester? What are you finding out? yeah it's um it's still still really busy um uh towards i mean our half term week is next week which i think is different to a lot of the rest of the country um, yeah, the week after actually you're the, you're, you're the kind of the week after or a lot of the countries the week after leicester always seems to want to do their holidays slightly different um uh, to, to the rest of the country kind of from its hosiery background and July fortnight and things but but no we did notice um, uh, a slight decline in phone call incoming phone call volumes toward probably from Wednesday through to Friday um, and uh, so, so that was that was noticeable but we do see that as a trend most half term weeks where uh, and I think this one's probably a little bit more uh, exceptional as well because people that had their Easter holidays um, scuppered because they weren't able to go away, um, then I think people are taking full advantage of, of being able to maybe go away, get a break, staycation. I know Jack, he's going away with his mum this week because of their Easter holiday that was cancelled. So, um, <clears throat> but yes, yeah, so certainly noticeable on, on phone call activity. Viewing and bow still strong, um, but again, it's are they the kind of numbers that people are monitoring? Because we talked about that before, haven't we, in terms of what numbers uh, are you measuring? Um, and it isn't just to become all stats driven, but it is to have that awareness of, do you know what the phone call volumes are coming into your office, incoming and outgoing? Who spends the most time on the phone? Who makes the most phone calls? Um, is there a particular time of day that is busier? So if you may be I don't know, let's say, for example, it's 12 till 1, that is your busiest day because all your customers are on their lunch break and then ringing in. Do you then make sure that your colleagues and staff don't have their lunch between 12 and 1 or you stagger it, as, as an example? Um, and also maybe to plan around prospecting sessions. Um, so maybe choose a time where you know traditionally it is quieter for incoming calls so that you're not having to rely upon money penny um or it going to answer phone or to um uh, not be able to take those calls okay thank you and i think actually that's really you know some great points that you made think about the time that you're targeting people and go from there okay so market slowing for us everybody wanting to buy and sell after lockdown and stamp duty break has now started this back to more normal levels morning abigail thanks for joining us how's um, the market in wembley at the moment Please share. Um, that made me laugh, Anton. Tamworth uh, is obs and maze balls. That's obviously a technical term. Um, Sharon, been a bit up and down this week, to be honest. Okay, um, interesting. Um, so if it is quieter, now's a great opportunity for you to be getting on the phone and prospecting and, and having those conversations and making more time. I wanted to ask you a question, um, Luke. Are you still finding you, you're getting multiple offers on properties or has that not really happened? Yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. absolutely. And um, 
Uh, I mean, one property that we launched to the market, uh, when did it come to the market? I think it was Monday. It might have even been last Friday, possibly. Um, so we've got four or five people competing for that property. It's already gone over asking price. It was already on at a, at a good price. It wasn't a below market price. It wasn't a, a baiting price. Um, but um, again, through through different marketing, then you attract the buyers. But yes, so we're getting multiple offers and they've, none of them are coming below asking price. Some started asking price and some have gone above. Okay, so can I ask you a question? Because you are the king of automa automation. Mm. So when you get offers coming in on a property, do you let anybody who has viewed that property send them out an automated message to say that, that, um, that you've now received an offer and obviously, if they want to make an offer on a property, they need to be quick. Um, in that, in situations like that, we would have a conversation with them um, because I don't think you can substitute something something like that. If you had lots and lots, I think, yeah, automation is great on something like that. But to maybe have a conversation with them um, and and just something on, on that. So... I did the Josh Vegan Blueprint, which I'm sure we'll maybe come to later on in, in the live. Um, and and kind of Josh talks about putting those people on your buyer hit list. So they're the ones that don't get the property or have second viewed a property. Um, so they're the ones that are more emotional and ready to transact. So when they then next find the next property and maybe they were the underbidder, um at say to let's say it's on at 300,000 they came in at 295 then they went up to 300 then they went up to 305 but someone else just came in and pit them at say 310 315 then how more inclined are they going to be to take your advice um on what's uh on what to maybe come in at so that they don't get disappointed next time um so um so that was that was quite an example that we took from from Josh um, from when I did the blueprint. Um, <clears throat> but something else that we're trialing at the minute is an offer form so that when someone wants to make an offer, um, we send the form for them to complete on the computer. They can upload their documents so they can upload their AIP dip, uh, upload their proof of deposit. Um, they give us their dates of birth for money laundering purposes. It gives them, uh, it gives them, they, sorry, they give us their solicitors, their mortgage advisor details. Um, so you've got all of that information in one place so that you're then ready to, to then put that offer forward with the best possible information rather than, I would imagine maybe a lot of agencies just take an offer from a buyer, put it forward to the vendor and then do their due diligence perhaps. Um, so that that's quite interesting and that's proving I was quite skeptical, if I'm honest, about whether or not people would actually fill it in. Um, but they're coming back like like that. So we had an example of a property um, where we probably had about 20 or so viewings on it. Um, uh, and it's gone to a first time buyer, but we equally had about 15 offers. So, again, it was a good way of making sure that you had the full information to put the offers forward in context to the vendor. Um, and we have a similar situation for when it goes to best and final offers. So we outline what it is exactly that we need from people when they're going through to the best and final scenario. Um, and that is automated through the system if we need to get to that stage. Okay. So here's another question for you. And I love everything you said there. And I love that. I love that offer sheet. And we come back because I know we've got loads of comments here. Um, leftover offers. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you said you've now got potentially 15 buyers that you found that yep. want to buy. Okay. So what an opportunity to do 15 deals. Yeah. So, again, what are agents doing to work with their leftover buyers? Yeah. I would imagine possibly not, not, not a lot. And... And it wasn't until kind of Josh kind of talked about the nine buyer categories or the nine categories of a, of a person uh, that you think, yeah, that, that they, these people, are, you've kind of just bulldozed through their dreams of having a new property, uh, not intentionally, but because it's maybe gone to someone else, but you've then got them and become their friend in the business to then find them the next, the next place that they're going to be buying. Okay, because I think there's massive opportunities there to become to become a to become a deal maker. 
how well coordinated was that, hey? Yeah, and, and you could tell the level of technology that we had in that. You you pressed a button on the sound mixer. It wasn't as if it was your phone played through the microphone or anything like that, was it? It was seamless. <laughs> it was and it was just I, I, I like the fact that you put out morning chats just as I did it. <laughs> So actually, so here we go. Chris Watkin and Jerry Lyons, if you're watching, okay, um, we get you both on here to talk about what is going on tomorrow. Yeah. So we challenge you both to come on, okay? This will be the pre-match, um, what is it, weigh-in. Okay? Weigh-in. Weigh-in. Okay. So Jerry Lyons, if you're watching, okay, or are you running scared? So, um Let's come back um, to every, what everybody said. So um, let's, let's start. See, technology, you've got to go back. There's so many comments. So, so thank you. So our princess, Sharon Carter, is going to murder some solicitors. Sharon, I don't think you're allowed to say that. Okay, but joking aside, um, here's what's really interesting, and I'm, I'm sure we've discussed this before. There was... Um, I think it was in um, Conveyancer today where a survey was done and um, people asked, do you know, were asked, do they know what conveyancers do? And I think it was between 50 to 80% of people, I can't re remember the exact number, said they didn't know what conveyancers did. So, you know, I'll be doing a video with conveyancers actually asking them what the hell they do. Okay, Luke, that's a question for you. Okay, I've loads of this data on my phone system dashboard, but any idea how can easily extract this without having to do it manually? Andy Overman, you're good at technology. Forget Luke, you haven't got a clue. <laughs> so more than happy to um, to have a bit of time with Abigail if she wants it to see if we can get it into an easy format um, to to interpret. Um, so, so for so for example, our phone system does two things. It it does it into its own reporting suite, but we've got it straight into um, into Buddy now. So, um, it, so it comes in all together as one dashboard. So we can see the phone calls made. We can see the viewings that have been booked. We can see the valuations that have been booked on a daily basis or on a date range. We can see the missed calls. So, for example, when we get a missed call that drops a message into Slack and tags the people in the message in, in that office with the telephone number so that then they can call that customer back. Um, we are gonna take it a step further and drop a text message back to the client to say, really sorry we missed your call, everyone was busy at the time, but we're gonna give you a call back. Okay, it's lovely, and Abigail says thanks. Um, Not so, so let's go back, Abigail, valuations of viewings have reduced this week compared to peak, which was mid-September for us. Actually, would you could go back to October last year and compare October last year to this year to see where you are? I mean, I can't remember when, um, I know we were talking about Brexit and I can't remember when Brexit, that's it, Every, with everything that's gone on last year, you forget, and we have, didn't we have an election as well? When was that? <laughs> well, was that the end of last year? Oh, I can't remember. Remind us when the election was and when Brexit was. But just be interesting to compare October last year to October this year. Um, so, so we see. So, um, the wise one, Roadrunner, is the market quieter, or are you just not winning as many quality instructions? Our busyness tends to correlate to our instructions. Okay, good question. Um, Jim, I've experienced that. Got a buyer saying we've missed out on so many properties. We're not messing about this time and offered amazing amount over the actual valuation. That's fantastic. <laughs> Morning, Christopher Watkin. Um, we have a box there in our mist. Brilliant. I was going to say something else. I'm going to be very careful with what I say. The Watkin Nata. Okay. Jerry Lyons has challenged has been made. Laugh out loud. Where are you, Jerry? Okay. Are you eating all your Mars bars and stuff? Um, right, thanks, Luke. Um, Ryan works with Buddy for the lucky ones. Morning, both. Morning, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Um, Christopher Watkin, obviously a Times reader. But in the Times today, um, said nationally 20% of surveyors' valuations have been downvalued. 
of 30% in London. Okay, I mean, people, if you're watching this, ladies and gents, um, what are you finding? Are you seeing that you're getting um, down valuations in your area? Um, actually, I haven't heard of that many, um, but let me know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the typical newspaper um, is, um, is scaremongering people. That'd be for a change, wouldn't it? Sean Adams, a solicitor job is to make sure every every I dotted and T crossed legally compliant are not sued. A solicitor's job is not to rush for a sale and call agents back. Agents need to see it from a solicitor's view and stop moaning. Uh, really good point there, Mr. Adams. Um, how many of you have actually been into a solicitor's office and seen how many files they've got? And some of them may be working and may have caseloads of 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. And then if you think how many parties um, there are in a transaction, um, how many agents may be agents in a chain. And if every single person is calling that solicitor conveyancer, how the hell are they going to get through their work? Thank you, Abigail. So there you go. So it's Brexit last week. Um, we see. Um, Andy, why do you think Sean Adams is controversial? Share why. So thank you for all your comments and all your engagement this morning so far, which is great. Um, Jim Adams, oh, here we go. Here he is. The, the, I can see the, see the sweat on his brow. I'm on the bike train. Yeah. There we yeah. are. On his training run, he's probably had his raw eggs already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've, I've got some raw lamb later, boys. I'm, you know, I'm taking the fight to the Reverend. He might have, he might have Sunday off, but not, not the Watkinator. Definitely not, boys and girls. So, um, do we know is Jerry go is Jerry going to appear or not? Uh, I don't know. I think he, I think this weekend he must have put his phone onto airplane mode. <laughs> have we? Um, have you no, I have. I have mentioned it to him, but uh, he's not seen it. Okay, so Chris, thing is, you're just here. Thank you for joining us. That's all right. You're looking very thin. Thank you. Okay. Um, so if you want to take all your clothes off, the scales are behind you, and we do the weigh-in now. And I can tell you how much I weigh, because I have to weigh okay. myself every No. Week. No. <laughs> okay. Don't be shy now. If you're going to do something properly, okay, and you're, and you're picking up this fight, okay, now what happens when um, when people fight? Okay, we do a weigh-in. Well, there's, there's some scales. Yep. So here we go. We're, we're allowing you to take your glasses off, okay? No, there you go. I know what I'm weighing. I'm 19 stone, 5 pounds, because I've lost 2 stone. Well done. I weigh, and I get weighed every Tuesday. There well you done. go. On here, Chris, that are um, very upset. Why are they upset? Because you still got your clothes on. Uh, trust me, there's nothing to see there, boys <laughs> and girls. They ain't pretty. <laughs> so, um, so for anybody that um, <laughs> for anybody that has lived under a stone, yeah, what what is all this about, please? Okay, so basically, uh, Jerry's coming on the Watkins sofa tomorrow, and we just thought it would be damn good fun to to, to use the power of content as a, as a hype to 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 join it. We will actually be meeting at Grantham Amateur Boxing Club tomorrow as well, and and the the battle royale will appear twice: once in the boxing ring and once on the Watkins sofa. May the wow. best man win, but we all know damn well that whoever wins. We'll get their get their ears clipped by um, by um, our certain very good friend from <laughs> Andrea Morgan from Citra. She'll clip our both our ears and smack us smack our backsides and, and clip our ears because she she'd be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, you know, um, I, I dissed his content and I, he dissed my content, and we we accepted that. But by the accounts, when I when I I overstepped the mark when I talked about his hair. He, he said that I've only got one type of shirt, which is a blue check one. And I said, I'm not having any of that shit, fucking um, bloody reverend. And, and hence the fight. Okay. He can disrespect my content and he can disrespect my clients, but he's not disrespecting my shirt. So, that, so he's going down. I'm telling you. 
Yeah, but he didn't really say anything that wasn't factually incorrect, did he? Hold on, careful here, Luke, because I've got the same shirt that Chris has got. Well, if you want to pledge your allegiances to Chris, but do you actually own a different shirt to a blue check one, Chris? Um, I've got seven of six, six or seven of those blue shirts. <laughs> Don't think I've just got one. I just yeah. rotate round. But it's yeah. just like Mark Zuckerberg. He, you know, there's no point in, you know, he has the same clothes. I yeah. wear the same clothes when when it comes to work. Blue shirt. Although, um, I let you into a little secret, boys and girls. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, I did. I've run out of my blue shirts because my mother not hand tied them. So I use my red check. That's coming soon. That's inside. Oh, Ooh, yeah. You heard Just it. You heard it. Okay. So joking aside, yeah, there's a serious point to this. It's basically the the power of collaboration. Um, that 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 you can, even though Jerry and I are actually competitors. Um, you you can actually work much closer if you co if you collaborate. I mean, again, for the agents watching, you know, I'm a huge fan of standing outside a competitor's house and telling people on video, telling people that this is the best buy to let deal with my competitor and they should buy it. And most agents can't get it around their head that you have to stand outside a competitor's house. But actually, by going out with the act of giving as opposed to the act of trying to get, you attract more people to you because you're being more human and you're giving without expectation of return. And I know Luke's done it and it's hard work chucking at giving, you know, content which appears to go against what your business model is, but it really does work. Um, so that's one lesson um, or two lessons, give without expectation of return, talk about your competitors, be collaborative and, and, and the sum is greater than the parts. Brilliant. Well, look, thanks so much for joining us. It's such a shame that um, Jerry couldn't join us as well. So we could um, weigh I him in. I think he's writing his losing speech, which, you know, let, you know, bless him. But uh, I, w I wish the man well. I, I, I respect him, honestly. And uh, I want to thank everyone. Um, I want to thank everyone for your videos and your support. And, you know, fundamentally, it is a bit of fun. But in these dark times, if we can't have a bit of fun and bring a smile to someone's face, it's a poor show. So uh, thank you again. As I said, we're meeting the fighting uh, interviewing tomorrow. So send your send your remarks and bants on the social. We'll be putting some videos and comments up. And uh, thank you again, my two friends, Stephen and Luke, for the podcast. Where's your partner in crime? He's in the, he's in the hospital at the minute. So they wouldn't let him do it from the hospital. Okay, well, send him my love and regards. Love him to bits. So, and uh, Andy, if you're watching this, good luck on your new venture. You'll be absolutely amazing at that. Stephen, I'll see you tomorrow. And Luke, as always, it's a pleasure. Right, yeah. best I've got right. a couple of kilometers to go. And uh, thanks for you. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, guys. See you. See you. Right, so here we go. So let's go back um, to this. Um, Andy Davis, controversial Sean Adams. So maybe Sean and Andy want to appear and we can talk about solicitors in a sec. Um, Jim, market appraisals halfway through October 2020, similar to the fall of October 2019. So we're 100 so we're 100% up on last year. Excellent. Um, my solicitor couldn't come on the show yesterday because they had to work to clear the backlog. Okay, well that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So um, Andy, rare to hear an estate agent defending solicitors. Not saying he is wrong. Um, and Jim doesn't want to see. Um, I can't say that because I'm going to slip on the words um, in pants, laugh out loud. Right. So let's come back to um, Josh Fegan and Blue Bread. Yeah. So um, this is what I love about you, Luke. Okay. You went all Australian this week and I decided did. to go upside down. Yep. So you were going to bed at what, four in the afternoon? Yeah, so last Sunday I went to bed at, I think it was about half three in the afternoon last Sunday, with a view of changing my body clock to Australian time so that I could watch uh, Josh Vegan's Blueprint live, rather than watch it on catch-up or watch it in my own time. Um, I thought, no, let's, let's put the attention into um, learning and then put that hopefully then put some of those things into practice. So then I watched that live from 11 p.m., um uh which finished at uh what, what time did it finish i think it was 6 a.m 
to then do kind of like half a day's work in normal UK time to then go to sleep to then do the madness absolute madness Oh, well, hello. You just got me now. So, um, I'm not sure. Oh, here he comes. Hello, I'm Luke. Back. <laughs> internet went down, so I'm now on 4G. Okay. Thank you. He's always. Where did, you get, where did you get to? I got from, um, you did six o'clock, so 11 o'clock to six o'clock. Yeah. And, and then, half a day. And then, then you did went, half a day, and then that was and it. Yeah. And then did it again, and then. And then adjusting myself back to UK time. Well, and I hear you were on stage with Josh Fegan as well. Yeah, so I can tick that off my bucket list now. One of the things to be on to be on stage with with Josh, um, albeit virtually. So he was on stage in Sydney, and then I was videoed in um, talking to the room. So I think he had about a hundred, hundred and fifty agents in the room, and then all dotted around whether or not it's in Australia or people would have bought it to watch it on catch up. Um, but yeah, really, um, really, really good. And anyone I'm sure that's watching this now that's seen Josh in action or heard him, whether or not it's through EA masters or through uh, the property Academy or just from his da daily tips that he sends out weekly coaching tips, or even if he has his um, membership program that you can join, uh, which is about 40, 50 pound a month, but you get access to an awful lot of content. Um, he's he's going to be world-class or he is world-class. Good. Okay. So go on one other, one other share from there then. Um, <laughs> so I think the whole thing he talked around was, um, I can't believe old Luke Sinclair is having technical an awful lot. Digital, in <laughs> digital intent. Yeah. Um, so, do you know what the digital intent of your customers are? So, which are the ones that are looking on your website? Which are the ones that are looking at your market appraisal that you sent to maybe three months ago that have now suddenly had that sea change of maybe a new baby on the way, um, relationship split? Um, want bigger space, maybe had an adjustment with their work where they're now going to be working from home permanently, so they need the extra space. So those that maybe you went out three months ago, they're then thinking, hold on, I had Logs and Co out three months ago, let me just see what they've owed out. Do you know what's happening with that? So so products like your Akabooms and things like that could maybe help, but that whole digital intent, because obviously more and more customers are on the digital footprint now. So how are you tracking that? Um, but then reining it in completely. And he talked about Alexander Phillips and, and Alexander Phillips has none of this digital intent, but all he make, all he does is makes a shed load of phone calls every day. So I think he quoted something around 150 to 200 phone calls every day, him personally, Wow. Plus what his team are doing and yet there's a reason and and he's and i lo and i love this phrase so there's a reason um uh why he's writing or banking or what, what, exchanging on 10 million australian dollars per year yeah so five million pounds so um 
he linked it. The more phone calls you make, um, ultimately, the more business you're going to transact on. But if you could get a blend, if you could get a blend of the two, what what could happen then? Yeah, you're going to have a phenomenal business, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, so um, let's touch on. It's been over a week now from the EA Masters. Um, I think you've been given three weeks to to watch all the content. So again, if you're watching here this morning, have you watched some of it over the course yeah. of the last week? And if so, you know what have your takeaways been, so we can share with everybody on here. So you know, I'm sure you didn't have time after watching Josh Fegan, but have you had any? Have you had a chance to see anything else? Um, so first time round, I didn't watch the Roger Martin fag um, kind of financial update. Um, and I watched that um, on Friday, Thursday or Friday, I think it was. Um, and anyone that hasn't watched that yet from EA Masters, they need to be watching that and sharing that with their team. Because I think that any anyone on the phone to your customers um, or in the living room of clients, if you had used that information as part of your conversations with clients and you wouldn't use the whole 20 minutes but you would use the snippets from it then you i think that would really put you at the higher level of being that trusted advisor okay so roger martin fag for people that don't know is a behavioral economist um and he's called a lot of the big events correctly over the course of the years um we have a pleasure of interviewing him as well he was one of our guests so um, you can listen to him in one of our previous episodes. Okay. Don't ask yeah. me which one, because I'm still trying to work out when the general election Brexit was. Yeah. So, um, so one of the other podcasts that I listened to this week was the Sam Hunter one with Mark Worrell. Um, yeah. And where Michael they had Michael Eppleton on, which I thought was a really, really, really good podcast to listen to. So anyone that hasn't listened to it needs to download that. And and I think that that is well worth 40 minutes of your time and you will come away a lot richer um, in terms of what you'll be able to use in your business. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. So another question for our audience today, please. Thank you again for joining us early on a Sunday for our get together. Uh, what do you want to achieve between now and the end of the year? And are you starting planning for 2021? Okay. So please share with us. Um, what's one thing you want to achieve between now and then? And it'd be great if you can write it in the comments because that way everybody can then hold you accountable. So um, we see Luke, you had a think, thought, yeah, what you're looking to achieve between now and the end of the year? Uh, so now and the end of the year um, is systems and processes, is to really document and, and harness those down. Um, because the, as again, just taking something from Josh, the reason something isn't achieved is because you don't have a system or a process for it. 100%. You need to have a checklist for everything you do. Yeah. If you do it more than once, there should be a checklist there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, your systems, I would have thought it's just refining your systems because I think they're pretty. You've got systems and processes already in place. Uh, we we have, but they're not, but they're not perfect, and some and we haven't got a lot of systems in place, and we need to. So, um, uh, and it kind of when there's a problem and something doesn't happen in your business, or something maybe a colleague doesn't do it as you want them to do, then that highlights that you need to refine and tweak that system. Okay, uh, I knew Anton would perk up. Yeah, how's it going with Salesforce, Anton? <laughs> Should we get should we get him on and ask him? Mind you, yeah. he's, I reckon he's in his box of shorts watching. Let's let's see if we can get it. Let's see if we can get him on to ask him ask him about because it, I think it's go live date for him tomorrow. Very exciting. 
Okay, so keeping on target with one-to-ones with team and keep building library of systems and processes. Thank you. Anton's going to join us in his dressing gown. Okay. Okay, thank you. At least you've got your dressing gown on. Okay, we didn't want to see you in your boxer shorts. Um, so Anton, to fully implement CRM and no, not yet, and to integrate all existing prop tech with it. Okay, great. So Anton, we're waiting. Okay, yeah. no rush. Um, Jim, I'll be keen to hear about Salesforce. So, Luke, do you want to just briefly touch on it? I think they're using, is it Agent Hub? Uh, yes, Anton's using Agent Hub. Um, so, as, as kind of like a bit of a basics from the beginning, Salesforce is just a platform that you can build a database on. So, it's the world's number one uh, CRM. Um, and you can build, if you can think about it or dream it, then you could let, literally build anything to integrate with it. So um, so one of the examples that we did was when we book a uh, an appraisal, it pulls in the EPC data. So we immediately know if that property is MEES compliant or not. Um, but, um, but there's then what's called um, applications that sit on Salesforce. So Property Base is one of them, Agent Hub, and they're specific for agents. And then literally you can then just tailor it to what you want. So uh, you can create a lot of automations, a lot of clever stuff. It integrates really neatly with Zapier as well, which allows you to connect all different apps without being technical. Um, so it's well worth a visit if you are thinking of going to or changing your CRM or wanting to drive those efficiencies. And something that just to highlight that Roger Martin Fagg talked about is that the businesses that seem to be winning are the ones that have refine those back office functions those administration tasks that don't heavily rely upon uh, a human to do them so um so that that was in his in his kind of summary um that he talked about at ea masters now we did have anton joining us very briefly ago but he didn't um he didn't hang around too long so whether or not he cut out i don't, I don't know but if you wanted to talk in any more detail jim more than happy to at a later date on salesforce because i'm sure everyone doesn't want to be bored and I get too easily excited with stuff like that. <laughs> so um, I think we're finished off now. What else have you got? Um, unless Anton comes up, what's your week looking like? Um, so we've got, I'm sitting down with every member of the team this week um, to do one-to-ones. Now this isn't a one-to-one -to, -one to discuss performance. This is a one-to-one -to, -one to just see how they are. Um, and something I took from a Facebook Live with um, uh, Edward Smythe, who's in Australia, was around mental health and just asking people um, how they are on a on a scale of one to ten, personally. So how how are they feeling, um, and then seeing okay, so maybe if someone gives you a four or five, then just start asking them what an eight looks like or what a nine looks like, um, and I think that's quite quite a useful approach at the minute um with everything that everyone's maybe going through um so so yeah so we've got uh, that's that's most of this week if i'm honest um we're sitting down and obviously the responses from those if action is needed okay that's good and um you're helping me on this a little project aren't you i so am great and, and then you came up with something and I thought, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, LTL is going podcast. <laughs> and then I went, what's LTL, please? <laughs> so so we've, uh, after the feedback about people missing the our uh, Facebook lives and not putting them onto the podcast. So I said to said to you yesterday, why don't you put your lunchtime learnings onto podcast? And you said, well, I already do it onto IGTV, and that. <laughs> and wow. Um, so within the next day or so, um, uh, lunchtime learnings is coming to a podcast channel near you very soon. Oh, look, we've got another boxer on the line. <laughs> hold on i'm gonna have to get the music back up again <laughs> good morning i couldn't hear it on my phone for some reason I couldn't hear it on my phone so i was just trying to email it and then it wouldn't open on chrome 
So you, you know you're live, so you just carry on talking as if um, you're just by yourself and no one's watching. You're okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Luke had a question for you. Oh, okay. Luke, so how's it going with Salesforce, Anton? Amazing. <laughs> right, God, thanks, for coming, thanks for coming on. Yeah, See that ya. Was well that was well worth <laughs> See ya, bye. <laughs> Go so live is, it is was tomorrow. It's now Thursday. Oh, okay, okay. So, so for our listeners and people that are watching it back, why is it that you've chosen to change? What have I chosen to change? Yeah, uh, why? Sorry, why have you chosen to change your CRM? Uh, why? Um, because of integration with everything. We use Dupix. Uh, doesn't want to integrate with anything. There's a lot of manual integration with all the other systems. So we use, God, um, Dupix, Goodlord, uh, Akaboom, uh, Briefy Market. So we use, I think we use about 11 or 12 different bits of kit. And um, there's one of them that integrates with Dupix, that's it. So really it's to get away from all of the integration. We've got... A, uh, we either use Zapier or a VA to do all of the the crap bits that link all the systems together, um, and uh, we just want to need to get rid of it. All, all this new prop tech stuff that's coming out, like uh, like you were on about Mike Nelton a, minute, a, a bit ago, um, yeah. with all that kind of stuff, that's great having all those kinds of things out there to do. But then to it's just another silo of information. So what Salesforce does is enables you to use that information from Salesforce instead of re-inputting it into loads of different things. So theoretically, you should have one version of the truth instead of 10 or 11. Yeah. Is the yeah. idea. The other thing as well is uh, we're changing phone systems too. And um, with, uh, with Salesforce, you can have call pop-up. So it's, it's just a standard feature you can get with phone systems. So you can get a call pop-up so you can see who's calling. You can literally open their card so you can see what they might be calling about and equally press another button and it just records the call when they called how long it was for so as well as using the phone system or we use a kixie uh, for wallboard reporting salesforce will also show how many calls in how many calls out but it just it's just one place for a load of information so as an investment you know um is it a lot less yeah, is it, it, is it is it just the aggravation of thinking shit? I've just got to change it all and um, copy all the data over. You know, is that what stops a load of people changing? Or actually, with any CRM system, it doesn't really matter what you have because if you put shit in, you get shit out. Well, yeah, you do put if you get if you put shit in, you do get shit out. Obviously, I think one of the um, what I've chosen to do now. So one of the changes what's taken a bit longer, Luke, is mm. I think the danger is that people are afraid of change and um, if you try and make like in my case if I try and make Salesforce look like Dupix what's the point in leaving Dupix so we've basically made the decision that instead of bringing over our 15,000 contacts or whatever it is we're just going to bring over anybody that's still live that registered since February as an applicant point of view and we're just going to chuck them in the system and that's, so that's all we're going to use um, yeah. so effectively having to start from a fresh unfortunately that's also down to one of the fans of dupix is that they won't export the information in a reasonable format so that it can be read by somebody else can you yeah. still keep can you still keep it so you've got access so for me what about people that you sold a year ago two years ago three years ago four years ago five years ago to so still do those anniversary and the annual health checks and stuff like that yeah still keeping well we're still keeping a license or two um of, uh, of Dupix, we're not moving across on lettings yet, so the lettings team are staying on it. Um, but that hopefully will be within the next couple of months. We're also integrating LexPay as well uh, instead of PayProp, so we're having LexPay um, literally uploading and starting doing stuff on that tomorrow. Uh, so that will be one of the key things that we integrate with um, with not Dupix Salesforce for us to completely move over. But we will retain some old licenses, yes. Great, yeah. Thank you for joining us yes, in, your you. in, your, in your boxes and your drilling gowns.
my lazy trousers on, not my boxers. Don't do boxers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, being commando, that's too much detail. Yeah. I know. So I, I would recommend anybody leave, go to Salesforce. It doesn't matter if it's property-based or agent hub, um, but they should be looking at these these systems and not staying on what they've got, really. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And the fact it's all completely mobile as well, so you get the Salesforce app, you've got it with you wherever you, wherever you go. Um, and I think more and more of the suppliers are then becoming more in tune. The agents are going to be going to Salesforce, so they'll be doing their own native integration soon anyway. Yeah, well, I, I know our guy um, had written a, um, an, uh, an integration into Akaboom, I know you've done one as well. Um, yeah. I spoke to Dana on Wednesday or Thursday, and they're actually writing one too. Yeah. So just yeah. open APIs, it's the way forward, bruv. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, thank you very much for joining us, Anton. Have a super Sunday. Luke, thank you very yeah. much for this morning. Always. For everybody watching, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening it to now back on the podcast, thank you for listening. If you're watching it on Facebook, thank you for watching. Please, what would be great, um, leave us a lovely review. Take a picture of us, put us on Instagram, tag us in. Um, whatever you need to do. Luke loves, Luke leaves nothing. And actually, Andy needs loads of loving today. So for yeah. Andy's sake, Let's give him loads and loads of love. Give him loads and loads of hearts. Give him loads and loads of thumbs up. Um, we wish you well. We wish you well, Andy. Hope everything goes well um, today. And everybody watching, um, when they were listening, whenever it is, have a great day, great week, great month, um, great end of the year. If you were listening in 2021, um, enjoy. See you all later. Thank you. Bye.